What's that guy's name? Poop Deck Pappy. Hey everyone, welcome to the Thin Red Vine. This is Mark. This is Dave. We're back. We are so back. Now, we haven't done two movies side by side in maybe forever. It kind of felt like seeing an old friend. Because we tried that early on. <laughs> Terminator, Terminator. Like. It was yeah. great. It, I really enjoyed T1, T2. So it's not that it's not that the end result doesn't work. It's just it's impossible. that there's the, the legwork in advance is a little intimidating. It is. And we've talked ourselves out of it for like a year. <laughs> right? <laughs> we haven't done it since. It's been a long time. We've been time. pairing a lot with video games and food. And frankly, we we this was not um, this was not meant to be from the beginning. We tried so many different Nyad pairs in our texting. I thought Nyquil Nyad, but then it's like, well, you can't really just you know take you shots. You wanted of like cold a medicine. New York cheesecake, NY. Well, because it had NY, and I realized, and I told Kelsey, and she like gave me like like a you know a quizzical look. Because she's like, that's a visual joke. It's not. An, it's a. It's a. It's a podcast. It's a visual right. joke. If you say New York cheesecake, no one's. You don't see the NY. You know. Right. I'd have to say NY Nye cheese. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. So bad idea. Uh, Josh Gad Nyad. I actually <laughs> was on the I table would, for If a you would have said yes, I would have went with it. I I was coming around to it right before you threw out rad. <laughs> I was coming around to. I was like, I've never seen a Josh Gad movie. It'd be awkward and maybe funny right if we just had nothing to talk about like we did the tom cruise i only know him from dwayne johnson he's the voice of Olaf. and josh get to me it's funny that we would do tom cruise dwayne johnson and then josh get not that he isn't an accomplished actor no, but i don't think he's in that realm different of tier. stardom yeah um but i had nothing to go on. yeah and then so something deep in my brain about reminded that. me of this movie rad right i had never heard of it. no as you shouldn't have never 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 <laughs> I'm guessing most people are doing a double take if you're looking at rad. Right. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll try to explain <laughs> it. So two movies today. Two. Now, this isn't as as far flung as some of our other side-by-sides where there's just a, there's just a very superficial wordplay thing. These right. are two sports movies. Correct. And we haven't even dipped into sports movies, I think, in the history of the podcast. We've never broached the sports movie. Yeah. Did my, I mean, maybe so it's you, like let's do two. <laughs> let's, let's. I mean, let's mighty. You mentioned Mighty Ducks occasionally. I mentioned Mighty Ducks. A I don't think times. that counts. No. So this is our first, our first uh, long discussion about this very specific genre that I think a lot of people are familiar with, and whether or not you've seen yeah. Rad or Nyad, um, or neither. You've seen some. You've seen these movies before in a way. This you've seen kind this of formula. Oh, yeah. You've seen this kind of story. You've seen this kind of ending. You've seen this kind of conflict yeah seen these kinds of villains these internal and external conflicts we've all we're familiar with the genre so we've maybe that's, that'll it. be part of the conversation here so rad you i i guess i'll toss it over to you to introduce Please. rad because you pulled this out of your brain somewhere yeah. um 1986 is that yeah. right yeah a bmx movie uh tell us all about it sure um so we're trying to pair things with Nyad, and I just this movie popped in my brain, rad, and I was like, oh, I remember watching this BMX movie growing up, and yeah, I, I remember like, oh, that was that was that was kind of fun, I think, and it it rhymed, and so I, <laughs> <laughs> so you couldn't say no. I float I floated it out there, and uh, be, as Dave was saying, because it is there's it is a sports movie, 
And Nyad with the swim sporting uh, event, we're like, oh, maybe that would make a good pair. But really, this isn't like so on the pod. If you if you've been listening, like I've mentioned, or we we did a whole episode on Popeye. Like I have oh, memories, no, yeah, of a Popeye. nostalgic movie. For yeah, you. I yeah. love Popeye, and I yeah. remember watching it and liking it. I've given shouts out to several other '80s movies on this yeah, podcast. Grease two, Grease two, big fan. <laughs> Flash Gordon. Uh, we we need an episode for Flash, but um, this one was more of like just a vague kind of memory of. I remembered the title, obviously, right? And I couldn't have even told you anyone in it, right? And uh, anything other than yeah, it's BMX stuff, bike riding, yeah, bike stuff. That's all I had. I didn't have a deep passion for this movie. Okay. It was a vague. I see you're, you're, you're <laughs> undercutting your. It was a vague memory. Uh-huh. Uh, a, a whiff. Yeah. A whiff of you're nostalgia. You're trying to get so far away from this movie. <laughs> a whiff of nostalgia. Before we even said anything. <laughs> I simply suggested it. Uh-huh. And Dave said, yeah. I watched it. <laughs> we both watched it. That's right. You have to rent this, by the way. I Oh, you went little, free. Little plug. I watched it on a service called Canopy, which okay. I had never heard of. It's Canopy with a K. I didn't even try to figure it out. I was a little nervous when people replace C's with K's. I don't yep. know. It makes me feel weird. Sure. Um, Kool-Aid. For example. <laughs> <laughs> Canopy is a service that's like university attached so oh if you have an old dot edu email address in your back pocket um find the canopy app log in with your school's information and see if you don't have access to a bunch of movies i as you know collect university email addresses <laughs> as a hobby <laughs> so i plugged in all like four or five of mine oh and uh wouldn't you know rad was a movie that uh, one of my uh university employers um pays, was to, worth pays to give people access to that was worth a watch <laughs> so i watched it on canopy for free with no commercials wow it just took me a little fiddling with an app and some logging okay. in and some searching but uh worked so out so it's fine. either that or you got to pay four bucks on amazon or itunes right. that's what i did yeah uh Nyad, of course on netflix but we'll get to that yeah get to that later yeah so rad do you i i just i snagged it's a real movie. It's on. Well, no it, one doubts that. <laughs> well, they might, because <laughs> I'm guessing nobody has ever heard of this. It came out in 1986, and I just snagged the, um, you know, the synopsis from IMDb. It yeah. just says the story of one young man, Crew Jones. Crew Jones. C R U, C R U, Jones, who has the intensity and desire to win a BMX race called. Hell track. Hell track. Yeah. A little, I guess a little more detail. It's like, yeah. it's kind of like a Footloose. Oh, that's this a is good a couple co- years after Footloose and right near the beginning. Footloose is much better, but that's a good, that's a good comparison. It's clearly influenced by because there's a totally gratuitous school dance scene about 20 minutes into the movie. Don't get into that. I got, that's, I'm just saying, I, I feel got like, a big thing I on that. I feel like that's. That's some footloose. Mark just spilled a bunch of M and M's all over the peanut, like a, like peanut M and M, like a child. <laughs> There's a totally gratuitous school dance scene, which I just took to be like, oh, this is like the fumes of Footloose. They're still, they're like trying to like, let's do a dance scene because that's what people do. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's a small town, and apparently the big BMX bike companies, and we're talking about like a BMX bicycle. 
not like motocross, like dirt bikes, but like yeah, you know, the you small wheeled it. with the pegs and the pedals. You kind of standing up while you're pedaling, yeah. and it's for stunts and tricks, and uh, you know, going over jumps and riding rails. You know, yeah. we all know being from like the X Games and stuff. But this must be earlier in the BMX. Element. Every elementary kid had a bike like this. I never had one. I had like a mountain bike. Like, like a oh, you went right to mountain bike. I went right to mountain bike. I didn't have the little peewee bike for like dirt bike doing tricks. Anyway, all right. The big the big BMX bike companies, I guess, um, sponsor riders, and one of them, the Mongoose team, is putting on this big event called Hell Track, ostensibly just to sell product. Like if we if our riders ride our bikes and they win the big race, then we can sign some big deals with our riders and sell some more bikes, and you know these sort of corporate fat cats are going to yeah. make some money off of it. Part of their strategy to kind of sell a bunch of bikes to small town America, apparently, is to have this event, stage it in a small town. And I guess we're out west somewhere. I don't know if this is California. Did they ever say what state they're in? It kind of feels mm. like like rural. Yeah. I know filmed in Canada, but that's okay. not where it's set. There's mountains in the background yeah. of, of some <clears throat> scenes. So it's like, well, those are out west somewhere. Um, anyway, we'll set it in a small town. We will... Uh, That'll help us kind of generate publicity. Yeah. But there's a really phony <laughs> uh, conceit at the beginning of the movie where there's like a town hall meeting and some some local yokel is upset like, hey, how come our local kids aren't allowed to ride in this big fancy race? And so the corporate guy concedes right at the beginning, well, we'll hold qualifying trials and if one of your local kids meets you know the standards of the qualifiers to compete in the race we'll let them compete in the race and i'll give them a pile of money just for just for being involved q crew and it turns out there is a little star bmx kid in town he's a great newspaper delivery boy maybe not great it's hard to tell he's decent um but anyway he he breaks his record at some point he aspires to you know, both qualify for Hell Track and compete in Hell Track. So it's it's that kind of sports movie where like there's the big game, the big competition we're leading yep. up to at the end, and it's the movie of trying to training and preparing and overcoming adversity to participate in the big thing, right? Um, and do a bunch of BMX tricks along the way. Oh yeah. The only other notable thing about the movie to a total stranger to it, like I was, is that uh, Lori Laughlin is in the movie. Oh, right. Is that's the only person you would probably Uncle recognize. Jesse's girlfriend in Full House. <laughs> I like that you don't know her name. You just call her Uncle Jesse's girlfriend. I, she's like one of the main characters, aren't she? I never really watched Full yeah, House. Yeah, she's the girlfriend. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so, uh, Poop Deck Pappy. <laughs> <laughs> if you remember our Popeye episode, uh, Popeye's a, dad is in this movie. He had a good run there. He also, was in Popeye. He I was don't in have Red. the actor. Ray Winston, I think it is, but I don't I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, I wondered where Sorry. I saw him before. So that's uh <laughs> rad. Um Do you like that word? Rad? I'm not sure I've ever used it. Okay. Conversation. I kind of remember eighties like when things were rad. That's yeah, early nineties. Cool. So that, that branding was on a lot of stuff. Yeah. So it's um, the right I mean, I I saw that the original title for this movie. This is an early tid. Yeah. I don't want to show my hand too early, but the early yeah. the early <laughs> title apparently was called Balls Out. <laughs> so they quickly that's res- a different tone completely. <laughs> they quickly rescinded it and or whatever. And now, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that was shot down. Rad. Quickly. I think rad. Fine title. It's a good title. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. What do you think of the movie? Now you you remembered seeing it before. Yeah. And you saw it again. Sure did. 
It had been a stretch. Did you discover immediately why it was in your brain somewhere? Like, why did this stick with you all these years? I couldn't have come up with anything other than bikes and racing. And I, I here's what I remember, because I was like, oh, I assumed, like my childhood, we all had dirt bikes. I don't know if we had the exact... We weren't doing like tricks with the pegs or whatever, but just yeah. like riding around on a dirt bike. Some of those brands I remember like being yeah. the cooler ones, like yep. Mongoose, Predator was another brand. I'm like, oh, that's the, you're yeah. riding. Yeah. And we would ride bikes around the neighborhood all the time sure. and have fun. So it makes sense for me like, oh, there's a BMX movie. Let me flip it on HBO and or whatever. And I assume and, and it was it's as a, I don't even know how old I was in 86, eight or something. It's pretty, pretty harmless. Yeah. You just watch it. You're just entertained. It's like, easy ooh, going. Yeah. Easy going. Easy, uh, easy to recognize who the bad guy is. Easy yep. to recognize who your hero is. Uh, right. Easy to um, love interest. It's not and, again on the level of like other movies. I watched a lot of movies growing up in the eighties. Yeah. Like I'm mentioning, like got posters here on the wall, Goonies, Back to the Future, Flash Gordon. These are movies I watched, fell in love with, you know, the Indiana Jones, the Star Wars movies. And yeah followed me my whole life rad did not follow me it only oh, it only was you deep, left it, it in 86 it left me so i have i mean for each of these for rad and naiad i have pros and cons my pros there are some pros for naiad let's start there. or for uh, rad, for rad yeah me. let's start there i've got um, i've got pros. i mean it started with i have you know a memory of having a bike and it was fun i thought it's it was cool like i thought like hey that look it's fun it's appealing um I thought specifically the BMX racing stuff was fun to watch. Yes, I agree. Cool stunts. Right. Cool I bike riding. just and I and I think to that degree, like they're this in the eighties this was a big deal. Yeah. And like on different tracks, I mean I'll get I'm not a skateboarder either, but if you someone's dropping in and doing tricks, I'll sit around and right. watch. It's impressive. It's cool. It's very impressive. Yeah. And so I thought all of those sequences were really like interesting anytime they were actually racing yeah on the track specifically at the end i'm like i'm on board this is kind of fun i like all the stuff earlier on too like there's just little stunt sequences like the movie opens with this big paper route scene yeah where he's cruising through town but the the gimmick is that he's like hopping fences and cutting through yards and do you know he's doing tricks while he's delivering the paper that's fun trying to convince you that it's making him go faster right do all these it's kind of marty mcfly-ish on very marty mcfly on you know grabbing the grabbing the back of the pickup truck on the the skateboard um and i like it when he's in the lumber yard getting chased by the cop yeah that was my other positive hopping around and kind of showing i mean it's kind of dopey too i don't want to jump right to cons immediately but Hey, I'm up here. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, there's a lot of that. But I'm. But <laughs> if you just focus on the visual, right. of him cruising through the stacks of logs right. and it, the trees, if you're a kid, it's pretty cool. And riding that would be fun. I could imagine this being a movie that sold a lot of bikes. You know what I mean? Like I would people think. see the movie, they're like, "I want, I want to do that. I want to be yeah. cool like that. I want to ride a bike. I want to yeah. do tricks." I, your younger kids are for sure the target. The people who can buy bikes. This is who this movie is for. Yeah. And write them. Agreed. Um, and they're not going to be hard critics. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think so. Um, and then I only, the only other positive I noted was. The only other one? It was Crew Jones is one heck of a name. <laughs> it, jo- it joins our list of these names in yeah. movies. Stanley Goodspeed. Correct. Orson Fortune. And we, I think we had Crew Jones. Bo- Slick Brody, Charles. Brody Torrance. <laughs> Brody Torrance. Crew Jones. 
it's it's a very it has that same quality of sounding like an action hero's name and i think ideally for your movie you don't want the character's name to sound like an action hero's i don't know maybe it depends on what you're going for um but it does have it does have it's like an unbelievable it's like a comic book hero's name like you find out true you find out that the character's you know real name is something storm or something blaze i'm like that name's too cool for anyone to actually have but right. like a cartoon would have it. Correct. <laughs> right? Exactly. Crew yeah. Jones. Crew Jones. Um, I liked more. I like. think I liked this movie more than you liked this movie. I actually had a pretty good time. Did you? I think it's a fun. Oh. I think it's a fun movie. Uh, it has. But I think it's because. Because it's so bad. Well, it's. It is not a good movie, but I feel like it's bad in just the right way. Like it's bad. I felt like it was it's, bad in a very watchable way. Like it was bad in a way that. I was really enjoying the badness, you know, where it's it, like it's I wasn't so cheesy. I don't see. I, it it's wasn't like Disney Channel level cheese, yes. which I there's a good part yes. of me that loves Disney level. The, I think level that's cheese. a good description. Like it is television level. Yep. In terms of the, I did not hate Brad and the and the acting performances. It feels, it feels that kind of lower budget level. But I I liked the naturalness. Like the downside to having like all no name actors and frankly like some clunky actors is that obviously you have a lot of awkward clunky scenes and lines. But the upside, <laughs> the upside is what happens when you have movies sometimes where it's like you have a lot of non actors, you have a lot of like local people. Yeah. It feels like that. Like a lot of the line readings for being awkward, also, especially from like a lot of the younger, there's a lot of high school kids. They sound natural. Like I'm like that sounds like a kid. Like that sounds like yeah. high school kid. Maybe they didn't have a lot of acting experience, but it plays in the scene because, like, it doesn't sound overacted. It doesn't sound like they're trying, you know, right. to act. It sounds like they're just kids and their normal weird voices and their normal weird stammers and their normal weird maybe at times rhythms. I felt like I was. I, I thought it was kind of endearing. I was like, these oh. all sound kind of natural. Like right. there are a few very clear counterexamples. Like. The villain, the big corporate bad guy. I think they call him Duke. He's like the yeah, president Duke. of Mongoose Racing or something. He, that guy is crazy over the top. Like he's he, he's so obviously villainous from like the first scene in a way that doesn't make any sense. I'm like, right. if you're talking to this town, they know you're the bad guy in the movie. The way you're talking, <laughs> like uh, yeah, you, you shouldn't sound. You know, you shouldn't just give him pitchfork and some <laughs> right. horns. You know, right. He like scowls ah, at people. And, right, he's, put, yeah, set him on fire. He's, he sounds like a, like you're saying, like a Disney villain. Yeah. So, um, that guy was a little too much, but I felt like a lot of the townspeople and the kids, it was very low key good. I like this yeah. Bill Allen guy. This he plays crew. I was I was into you're it. okay like, with I it. I feel like he's a good. I thought he was, was awful. He's a very natural actor. I felt like he seemed like a real kid. Um, Maybe at times. And I think that leads into another pro for me, which is that this is like a small town movie in a way that I thought was really successful. Like, like there's like a small town parade in the middle of the movie. And the, yeah, the small I like town that. diner scene, like the locations. I feel like so often in movies like this, there's like everything's kind of Hollywood inflated or elevated yeah. to be like, this is going to be the coolest diner ever. This is going to be right. the coolest small town street. I'm like, this looks like it could be my town. <laughs> like I'm looking, I'm looking at this like street, some old buildings. Yeah. There's and, nothing like, glamorous, you know, some Shriners on motorcycles and yeah. some, you know, I'm like, this looks, this looks like a place I recognize. Like this yeah. looks like a rural small town. 
and none of the people look like movie stars. No. Nope. And there's a very natural quality to it that yeah. I think really serves the movie well. So yeah. I was kind of into the whole How did uh how did Adrian hit you? Which one's Adrian? Rocky's uh, girl, Adrian, the mom. Oh. <laughs> Tally Sh- Shire, I think her name she is. She was one of the over-actors, I feel like, in right. my... In my she's I mean, like, she's coming off Rocky movies. I know, and she has this like sleepy-eyed she's, stare that she has in every scene because she's supposed to be like the worried, uh, you know, exhausted mother. Yeah. But um, she had a lot of the worst dialogue in the movie. That's not her fault, but they made her kind of do a lot of the exposition of, you know, where's, where's crew's father and what does he think? And you'll never, Oh, you need to go to school and not race bikes. And, you know, right. it's like the parts of the movie where someone needs to pull him aside and just tell him the theme of the movie. Like she, that was kind of her job. And that's unfortunate because yeah. it was some of the worst. Scenes. Those are to me the cringiest moments was yeah. when she was like pulling him aside for those kinds of conversations when he's like, Telling her, and the only ma- thing I'm good at is riding this bike. You know, like, yeah. and he's like, I don't I'm need you to say ride. it. Don't yeah. say it out loud, crew. Like, it's better if you don't say it out. We yeah. all know. Yeah. We, we all know. know. We all so, know, crew. So those are the worst scenes. With right him and for his me, mom. that's where it goes. It's like so bad. Yeah. It's kind of good because it's yeah, that's right. It, um, but I don't, I don't know. So I, I'm, I'm excited that you actually feel like you. There's a part of you that like this movie. I mean, there's so many fun Maybe it's a qualities. Small part. There's some fun qualities that I think even you must admit. Like when the movie opens and it's like the most '80s theme song. Oh, ever break the ice? Called break the ice. Uh, yeah, I did love the beginning. And it's like I sent you a screenshot. It's like a it's break the it's ice. so over the top and so of its time that it's it's charming, even though it it's is. bad. It is bad. It's a bad song and it's a bad you know. You but if you at, we were looking at the lyrics, about a few lyrics ago, or meaning, it doesn't make any I love sense, it. Right? It's so that, generic. Yeah, I should have put that as a bro. I love break. The well, there's ice. like this BMX montage going on, of which is fun to watch. That, yeah, that was fun. And I liked at the end credits. There's like BMX guys just in the fog doing, and I'm like, it has no relationship to anything we've been yeah. seeing. But uh, that's fine. It's it's cool. Um, the other another thing I liked about the movie is. There's just some really weird, like that theme song and some other things. There's really weird parts, and the weirdness is so funny to me. Give me and, one. Well, like there's Duke, the big corporate villain. Yeah, he's got this henchman guy who has like a mustache and yeah, wears yeah, a yeah. suit all the time. It's pretty funny. And he like confronts Crew about halfway through the movie, trying to explain to him how even though you know maybe he thought he was making progress in this whole qualifying hell track thing that actually not. And so there's a point where he's like taking out a rule book and explaining something to him. And he's like, so he finishes the explanation. He goes, unfortunately, no racy. <laughs> I'm like, why did you, why did you say that? Why did you say race? And it's so weird. And I'm like, I like it. It's so, it's so weird. No racy. Unfortunately, no racy. I'm like, well, like, are you supposed to be like a corporate stiff like why why would you say? it's so weird it's a weird way to talk to a kid and he's like an adult and he's talking right, to yeah. a kid and it's so weird Maybe demeaning um so there's just some really weird uh really weird lines and moments that i'm like i could see how that could be quotable i could see how that could be just you know i could watch that scene a couple times it's so funny right. you know and maybe that was the intention of the scene as a viewer, I'm like, oh, that's kind of fun. It's fun yeah. that it's weird. It's fun that it just strange, strange lines. Um, the rider introduction 
when they get to the hell track race at the end, there's oh, like yeah. they do the introductions. There's like these straight shots of people from the waist up, all the riders. And it goes on Are so Are you still on pros? It goes on so long <laughs> that I'm does. like, this is a bit. This <laughs> is so funny. <laughs> Every rider. <laughs> they go through the announcers saying the names of the riders and the company they're riding for, their sponsor. And it, you would you would think when it starts like, oh, they're gonna do like eight riders, you know, like like just the front line <laughs> no. folks. The big names. You got to get through Bart, who's like the villain. Single writer. And the, but they go through like way more people than they're ever going to show on camera or mentioned by name. It's Some like great mustaches in there. Yeah. Minutes. It goes on so long. And I'm like, who are these? Are these like nephews of the people who made the movie? Like, who's it's right. like, this is where we get Like, look, who, we'll put you on screen if you just we owe ride a, a bike. Favor, we're going to put their son in the, in the introduction <laughs> right. scene. Right. It's so fun. It goes on so long that it became like, I'm like, this is hilarious. It does become, so I remember when that was like, funny. I'm like, it's still going. <laughs> I do remember that. So anyway, they're oddities. I, I don't know if I, I call that a pro. I but. find the oddities charming. Oh, I feel. A gotcha. lot of the oddities I find charming, um, which is not what I expected. I was kind of ready. And maybe it's just a matter of expectations. I was kind of ready to cringe through the whole thing. And I was like, I find myself kind of chuckling. All this. right. So I, you know, I, can I say I didn't have a good time? No, I kind of had a good time. All right. There's my that pros. makes me, that makes me feel good. Yeah, you didn't ruin my week by uh, right, inflicting good. this on me. Should we slide over to cons then if you want to have at it? Sounds like you're ready. Yeah. And then, do you want to then we'll do some cons and then save our, our tids? Oh, some trivia. Yeah, we got some trivia. Yeah, save it at the end. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> what do you I, I, the, the script is just so god awful. <laughs> like it's, uh, and I thought the acting was painful. I wrote, I wrote right here, dialogue is got off. I wrote, I wrote that same word right there. It's pretty bad. <laughs> the movie script and acting, yeah. I thought were painful. Um, and um, it's, you know, it's tough to get past that. <laughs> it, it, it is kind of right there in front of you, the whole length of the movie, how bad the dialogue is. But I, this it's is like bad. where it does work in reverse a little bit because it's, it's so next level. And it's bad where it's like Dave and I have, you know, spent some time teaching where you get a kid's paper. Yeah. And you actually feel like they're trying really hard. It's just not good. <laughs> so I felt like this was like a, a not a good writer trying really hard. Yeah, passionate. And I only liked it because I felt bad <laughs> for the person <laughs> who wrote it. <laughs> Ugh. Like you, like the charm, like they're trying. Yeah, I and maybe, some of these dumb lines maybe that, is that we were talking about thing. before the show. Yeah, and and even now, like, gosh, I give you credit for saying like that. I thought you were about to say the line. No, <laughs> I'm not, no like, you got to set it up. We got to give context. I don't, know if we, I don't know if we can read it on air. Yeah, no, I think we might. We can say I'll, that. I'll I break think. down. <laughs> um, um, that was my first con, um, and I have others. Do you want to ping pong back and forth or? Yeah, I I've mentioned a couple. There's there's some things that are just kind of weird. Um, you know, like why is this guy so villainous? It doesn't make any sense. Like, and if he owns one of the teams, would he also be the organizer of the event? Like that seems kind of like there's some like plot things that are like why would that be how this works? That doesn't make any sense. Right. Like I, there's like uh, someone who's also with the Mongoose Corporation. I think like an older man who like double crosses duke like later in the movie and it's like where did that grudge come from it doesn't even make sense like i don't even know why you guys don't like each other the whole time you've you're been talking about poop deck pappy yeah there's who just keeps some... flipping him off at the end repeatedly <laughs> just some weird plot <laughs> three turns. or four times there's just middle some finger unexplained like, right. 
plot turns yeah um that um don't make sense like about half of the movie crew wins ten thousand dollars with his bike skills yeah and in my mind it's like shouldn't you be happy like shouldn't you just walk away you just made ten thousand dollars yeah like didn't you win already isn't the movie over you know (laughs) but no he has to like prove himself once more like in another way and throw that money out the window but it's like the movie at the beginning sets up the fact that somebody in this town could win $10,000 is the goal. Like that's the stated promise at the right. beginning of the movie. So it's like, that's the bar the movie sets crew clears it. And then it's like, Oh, you, nobody cares that he just won all that money. Like that didn't make any sense. So right. I, it just, there's some like weird inconsistencies with the plot that, that threw me off. Um, yeah, it's like what could you like one line of explanation could have solved any of these problems, but there's like three or four right. or five of these. Moments you explain like, so many other things. I, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's so. I was like, why, why, uh, why did this? Can we get of, one more line? Come out of nowhere. What? And you got anything else? Um, well, you know, and maybe this is just because it's a sports movie, and that's just like it's just so cliche it's just such it's every sports movie a lot of them that you're ever gonna see yeah the down you know and i it's it's i was wondering if it it could have thrown like a little wrinkle into it you know like i I don't know what that is but it's just setting you up you know he's gonna win the thing get the girl yeah i mean but you know that before you even watch the movie right i think i was just like maybe Maybe they'll do something different. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. right. So that that was my big con number two. I mean, not as as bad as the other one. And then my other con is this incredibly. I'm I'm I can't wait to get your take on this do scene. It. As a a pro rad person, is pro uh, rad. <laughs> um, the bike dance sequence. Yeah. It was bizarre. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> it's it's it it almost took me into like is this an SNL skit? Yeah. And it's early in the movie. Like it's the kind of scene that yeah. you think would happen late in the movie. But it happens very early right. in the movie. Like when you're still trying to yeah. establish tone. Uncle Jesse's girlfriend. And it's weird. And I'm like, oh, this movie's weird. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what I it, yeah, it's at they're at a high school dance and the thing is it's weird before the bikes even get involved. It's a high school dance and people are just dancing. And Bart, the villain kid with his with his little Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of brushing over his eyebrows. Oh, that is hair. that was awkward. Those two girls he's dancing he's with. He's dancing with the two girls, and then he's got his twins that are like his henchmen. Yeah. Like these twin Rex these, and Rod. These twin guys. <laughs> And they're they're wearing like Star Trek suits and dancing. <laughs> they are and so matching Star Trek suits. It doesn't and it's, it's not. So a, I don't think it's a costume it's thing. It's So weird. Uh, and so it, to me, it's writing that line between is Boom. this like endearing weirdness or is this just like it's confused? It's too confusing. Right. Like it's too weird. Like this isn't Blade Runner or Tron or. So as they're all dancing and Bart's dancing and Bart's like introduced as he's the Bex best BMX yeah, he's going to win anyone's ever yeah. seen he's going to win hell track and he's you know we should all just be bowing down to him right. this this kid like somebody says as he, he starts dancing in the middle of the scene and somebody says like is there anything that kid can't do oh yeah 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 <laughs> well, he's not his dancing isn't even that impressive no <laughs> he's just like moving to the yeah. music and everyone's you know in awe of him but then Lori Laughlin comes in with crew yeah. On their bike, she kind of eggs them on, and they end up in the gym on their bicycles. And it's clear she's never ever ridden a bike in her life. It's also clear that she's not. Lori Laughlin doesn't touch a bike in this whole movie. No, no. <laughs> her bike riding is faker than her kids' <laughs> rowing careers. 
Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm just saying she did go to jail for a while. Oh, okay. <laughs> for, for trying to convince people. Oh, right, for yeah. For paying her kids way into USC. Oh, yeah, that's right. But this was long before that. We can't. I this, remember as Uncle Jesse's girlfriend, time, she's a sweetheart. <laughs> at that time, in 1986, no one knew that she would be spending tens of thousands of dollars yeah, to get her kids. The hell track she school. would be on. <laughs> <laughs> and going to jail for a few months. You know. Right. Whatever. Um anyway, it's so weird because because whoever like the either either Bill I don't I assume Bill Allen isn't riding the bike most of the time. And when we say Bill Allen, we're talking about Crew Jones. Crew Jones. I'm saying yeah. I'm distinguishing the, the actor from the character. So is the, I don't know if he, so he's ever doing any of his tricks. They they're some huge BMX guy was brought in to do a lot of the okay. stunt work. Okay. But he for some looked reason, like he maybe had ridden a bike before. Well, yeah, for some reason, whenever I saw him on screen, I believed that he was riding yeah, a bike. I think he did a pretty good job. But whenever Lori Laughlin was on screen on a bike, it, like the shot was like from her like rib cage up. Yeah, and it was, she they, could have been on they anything. Even, they wouldn't even show a bike. A just horse. To, just on the off chance dolphin, it might look like uh, yeah. she was riding. <laughs> she's just like flo- could have been nothing so she could have just been floating I think if the if they had found a stunt double for her that they could show in a yeah. more prominent way that scene would be right. a lot better but like it's the uh, the charming oddity of it is undercut by the obvious seams of like the production where it's like you're going out of your way to yeah, make sure she slow doesn't motion. have to do <laughs> it's, it, and it's like so the funny. introduction of the the all the writers at Helltrack the scene is so long it's quite long and it, that's where i was like give if you would have put will ferrell and like kristen wig in that scene now i'm like this is the greatest comedy scene i've that's ever true. i've ever seen that's true and it is so I was like I that's at that moment I was like I wanted to I almost wanted to text you and bail. <laughs> I was like, we can't I can't make you do this. <laughs> I felt so terrible. I kind of I kinda of liked it. I don't know. Maybe I'm weird. No, I mean it is I'm yeah. glad I've seen it. Looking it's so back, bad it's I'm good. It's so it. bad it's good. Yeah, I'm, I'll be happy in to that talk way. about Rad in the future. Someday it'll yeah. come up. It's not enough. It. I wouldn't fail this movie. Oh, generous. Could be better than our second movie. Would you fail this line? This is the one line I wrote down of Lori Loughlin. Yeah, it's a transition line. Like, we're cut to a new scene. No one has said anything. Yeah. They've just been uh, ass-sliding, as they describe. That's that's the... it's uh, Or maybe not. Maybe this is where they just jump in the water from their bikes. Anyway, they're all wet, and they're in this little cabin. Yeah, they jump in the water a lot. A lot of water <laughs> jumping. And then they cut to Lori Laughlin and Bill Allen sitting huddled up with blankets. And this is the opening line Lori says. She says, now tell me, what is hot chocolate without milk? And I'm like, what? What are we talking about? Is this such a weird? There's so I, many weird, like one. I vaguely remember that. Everyone kind of reads their lines like they're just remembering their line. Like everyone kind of says their lines that line. Way. That's kind of the rhythm of the movie. What is hot chocolate without milk? And she's like, now what is hot chocolate without milk? And I'm like, what? What a weird way to walk into, introduce to a new. Scene. It's a great question. <laughs> so funny. Um, anyway, I think that's it for my pros and cons. I, I think I like this movie more than I should have. Um, yeah. But, um, no, that makes me feel better. I check it out. Rad. I liked it less than I thought I might have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought maybe, maybe it's one. Of, I have a couple of these rad movies where I, in my mind, like I'm yeah. not going to go through them right now. But like, oh, I remember seeing that. Now, if right. I went back to it, eh, you know, right. I don't know. And this, this was one. Uh, on that list, so can I give you my one? I only have one tid, and yeah, I assume you have a, it as well. Yeah, I have two. I, I have, have two tids. One is a little tiddier than the other, but go ahead and take it easy. Um, <laughs> this movie is executive produced. Oh, did you guess this? No, I don't have this. Oh, 
I just saw this in the opening credit scroll, and I was oh. like, huh, I wonder. And I did a little yeah. little research. Drop the hammer. Executive produced by Jack Schwartzman, Jason Schwartzman's dad. Oh! So apparently he's a producer. He was a movie producer. Oh, my god. And he's gosh. the executive producer on this picture. Um, That's not my tip. I was kind of, I was wondering, and I don't know when Jason Schwartzman was born, but I was like, in this lineup of bicycle riders in the introduction, I was like, is one of these going to be a young oh, Jason Schwartzman? Oh, that would have been fine. I thought, but I think he probably wasn't old enough. Probably no. To be like a high school kid in nineteen eighty six. I would I don't know how old he is. I'd guess we're probably similar. And we probably would have been too young for the yeah, to make yeah. the cut. Anyway. I So I have two tids. The director, and I don't have the name in front of it, um, apparently directed some other movies I remember growing up and liking. Oh. I would I would think more than this one. Like I have a better memory of them. The uh Cannonball Run movies. Oh, I haven't so, seen them. So Burt Reynolds and familiar. Smoking the Bandit. Oh wow. I guess that's the same director. But that this is the better tid, and that is that the twins, yeah, Rex and Rod Reynolds, I think it is Rex and Rod Reynolds. Well, maybe it's not Reynolds. Maybe Reynolds is their actual last name. Rex and Rod. Okay, I know that's their character name. Okay, <laughs> they went on later to write some scripts, no like horror movie scenes. Oh, movies. the most famous screenplay they've written. I'm so ready for this. The Conjuring. Whoa! <laughs> One they and two. They look like they're from The Conjuring. One and two. They wrote them. <laughs> And there were some other ones they've been involved in. I couldn't, that blew my mind. I instantly like double checked Whoa, it, triple checked it. That's big. I'm like, you've outschwartzed me. I outschwartzed you. <laughs> that was, I see your Schwartz's. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rex me. and Rod, writers. Wow. The Conjuring. Now, Which again, it they look. was a big hit. They I never looked saw like it. they could be, I mean, they weren't the twin girls in The Shining, but they, they, they're kind of like that in rad. They're like yeah. these weird twins that are always in the background of yeah. these scenes. And they're like wearing weird shirts and the yes man to Bart. <laughs> what a name, Bart. Bart. Um, he takes him out. Bart takes him out. Shall we talk about Nyad? Sports movie number two. So yeah. rad, quick summary, uh, a bit of a nostalgic trip of awkward, badness, clunkiness, mm-hmm. pretty formulaic, Disney Channel quality, BMX. Yeah. Bike adventuring. If you want a cheesy 80 movies, go go uh, get on Canopy or rent it. Nyad on Netflix, Oscar nominated for uh, Jodie Foster, Best Supporting mm-hmm. Actress, and um, Annette Bening, Best Actress. So yeah. that's why it's on our radar now. It's one of the yeah. movies on, the, on our ballot um, and a little talked about. So we dove in, pun intended. Nyad is about what's her Diane isn't Diane Nyad? Diana Nyad. Diana. Diana Nyad. I knew I was gonna mess that up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. she's this is the based on this is a biopic based on the true story of um, Diana Nyad who swam from um, Cuba to to Key West, Florida. Yeah, Florida. So it's hundred miles in the water. So it kind of chronicles her attempts at this relatively late in life. Uh, you know, 61, 62 years old, trying to complete this lifelong mission to do this. And Jodie Foster plays her like best friend slash coach, yeah, coach who Bonnie. is there every step of the way to every encourage her to get her to step. do it. So um, that's Nyad. You can check it out on Netflix. It's yeah. about two hours long. What did yeah. you think of Nyad? Um. So Nyad was now we Dave and I each mentioned these are the movies we have to see in 2023. So Nyad was not on our list. No, but I would frankly say, I wasn't really interested. If I would have fanned it out I to ten, it, it would have been on my list okay. because 
not necessarily because I really wanted to see it more than, well, uh, it's up for Best Actress, Best Supporting Actress. Yeah, a couple big acting awards. It's based on a true story, and I did watch the trailer prior to even saying, let's let's do Rad and Nyad, and I'm like, it kind of seems interesting. Like, I, yeah, how how did she do this, you know, at, at, um, at her age? And, like, eventually she's, like, 64, and she finally does it. And so... Um, I was like, okay, I'm in, I'm in, and and then I saw the two hour runtime. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I can watch this. Yeah, easy. And um, throw rad in there. Why don't we? we just can watch a couple, sprinkle a little couple, rad. Movies. Sprinkle a little crude. Yeah, I got in all there. this extra time. What do I do? Um, so well, we'll before we get to pros and cons, but just initial reaction was like it was really difficult for me to get into. Agreed. I struggled a long long time to get into this movie and it wasn't because i started it early i am i am with you 100 percent. i couldn't echo that i had we not agreed to watch this i probably i could have even turned it off and and said i don't know if i'm gonna do it yeah i don't want to get too far ahead of our discussion but i'm i was a little surprised that this movie is even in conversation for anything yeah because it just it feels kind of like clunky yeah and uh heather watched it with me at least and then she bowed out she's like this is this is rough i'm like yeah yeah i was not counting on that and um i don't know do we do do we do cons first and then go to pros or that's or yeah let's we've already started so let's okay let's do it that way so here's here's something i noticed i have the exact same cons i love this yeah, for Nyad that I do for Rad. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down a couple <laughs> similar notes. I have the movie script and acting are painful to watch. The the script in particular is like, I mean, I, I'm i the guy on the show who whenever there's like bad dialogue, yeah. I can't stop talking about it. And this is one of those movies. It's just like a lot of people expositing to each other, yep. like telling them all about their pasts and identities and explaining their motivations to one another and having like these yeah. one-on-one conversations where people say all this stuff that they yeah. that they already know. You know, it's like it's like crew and rad going like, all I know how to do is ride this bike. It's like, yeah, yeah like we know that we're watching the movie. Right. We're, we, we've wa- we're watched. He do has it. the over the top dumb delivery. <laughs> right. They right. The, and and this. So there's so much <clears throat> of that. Her just going like, you know, just expl- now the the positive spin you can put on this, perhaps, is that with a biopic, you have to wonder, like, well, is that. You know how how important is being faithful to the character you're portraying, the real person, and are they like that? Like the movie mixes in documentary footage and newsreel footage of the real Diana yep. Nyad, and it kind of seems like that might have be how she is. Like talks about herself in those ways and says yeah. a lot of those things out loud and is very you know self narrating. I'll give you that a maybe, little bit. Maybe that I'll give you that a little a bit. A good portrayal, but I, terms, I, I even but, think, but not an enjoyable movie going experience. No. I'm just saying maybe. That's but I would a say then that is then the director's job to go a, any movie you watch that's based on a true story. Right. That ain't the real thing. And so you right. have your mission is to now make elevate this. You're not right. you're not changing history, but you certainly have to make it more engaging. And I'm not saying she needed to be this over the top charismatic person. I felt like the Jodie Foster and Annette Benning, I loved them both in yes. multiple movies. It yes. was just like not good line delivery. I mean, it's not good lines, 
with maybe not the best delivery. Yeah, I I warmed up for to most, Jodie Foster's most of the film. character over time. Like when I first saw her into yeah. the scene, I was like, this is weird. Her dialogue's so stilted. Like the yeah. way she's saying it is so staccato and like yeah. stiff. And, I'll give you I'm that. Like, maybe I got, you're, maybe it got better. Playing a car- and as the movie went on, I don't know if I just got used to it or I like accepted her as a character. Yeah. As like, oh, that's just, that's the character. She kind of talks in this punchy way and she's kind of stiff. And right. You know, that's just the character. You know, she like looks like Garth from Wayne's World. <laughs> that's a great call. <laughs> and she just that's talks. That's a great and she, call. And she with just that talks. This way. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So I just. Oh my gosh, After a while, yeah. I just accepted it, and I think I I kind of liked her. But certainly for most of the movie, like, and especially in the initial scenes with her popping in and talking to Annette Bening's character, I was like, "Whoa, this is this is a choice." <laughs> you know, like yeah. what a weird character. But you're right that Annette Bening's character, I thought her performance was very strong and passionate, but the right, the she couldn't right. save the dialogue, which right. I thought was and so And I clunky. I totally get it, and I don't know how you film these things, and because it's such a physically demanding role of I'm assuming Annette Bening wasn't entering in with any kind of, you know, like a huge background in swimming and just what she probably had to do and endure to make this look as realistic yeah. as as possible. I've a lot of credit I can give that. Um, my second con was the same second con as Rad, and I and I know you. Can't, this is based on a true story. The bike but dancing scene. The bike dancing scene. <laughs> I was like, "What are they doing? What are the chances?" No, I said the story's so cliche, and I get it. Yeah. It's history, and I know yeah, the painful. these movies are when it's based on a true story. You you know going in, and we're not spoiling anything. She does it. Yeah, what's this, the? This there's no not, movie if she doesn't make it. It's not ancient history either. This was like no. in the you know the 2010s. Like yep. it's pretty recent. So. And so, um, and I felt like they dragged that out. Maybe it's only two hours, but I felt like okay, we we need to see every swim that didn't work out for her and why. Yeah, I like those detail. I really that's we'll get to my pros, but a lot of it was learning about what it takes to do this and all the battles. Yeah. I think you're, you're kind of hitting my note right on the head, which is that like this life that the story is about and these events in particular are incredibly interesting and impressive. Yeah. But like, there is a filmmaking challenge here to be like, well, how do you tell the story of just somebody swimming in more or less a straight line for, you know, 50, 60 hours? Like, there's yeah. really only one shot that communicates what that looks like, and it's the same for a long, long time. And so it's like, well, what do you have to do to mix it up to have a story that right. kind of can take you out? But like a lot of the movie is just watching her swim, and I agree that some of those moments were really interesting, especially when you're seeing the different technology or techniques coming into play or the different weather or environmental hazards. Like There's some variation in those scenes, but there is that kind of monotone quality. What the movie decides to do to really mix it up is one of my big cons to the movie is just there's this kind of collage thing going on all the time where we're constantly being intercut with documentary or newsreel footage. We're constantly being intercut with flashback footage from her childhood. And the flashbacks all have this really gaudy starburst effect on them that are like hey dummy audience like make sure you know this is a flashback and at the current time it's like 
Yeah, I know right. because it's a little girl swimming <laughs> and not Annette Benning. Right. It's so it's so blunt with its like way of signaling like I can appreciate like a collage style sure structure for the movie where you just have these things going on in her mind, all these songs and and kind of videos from her life she's right. replaying as she's swimming. I like that's an interesting idea. But the way they do it is kind of so blunt and ham-fisted and jumping around. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's scenes where she's hallucinating and these CGI effects come in. It's like, am I in a Baz Luhrmann movie? Like, what happened? You know? And then you know, that happens a few times. Yeah. I'm like, is this the life of Pi? Like, is there is oh, like right, a, yeah, a tiger going to jump? Sure. Like, what's, what's happening? You know, it's like the tone and visual style of the movie it was all over the place. And yeah. I'm like, is this a grounded biopic about this incredible swimmer? Is this a... A trippy, hallucinogenic uh, right. CGI movie? Is this, you know, the perfect storm? Is like what? Ooh. What movie is this? Give me the perfect there's storm. There's so many. There's so many different languages the movie is trying to speak yeah. in, and it switches between them like in a rapid fire way. That's like this movie. This movie doesn't know what it wants to be. Yeah. And that's, so that's I did takeaway for me anyway. I did learn that the director slash directors of this movie. Um, I think this is their first narrative. I think they did. It was the Reynolds twins, wasn't it? Did they do it? It was Rex and Rod. <laughs> Another Tid. <laughs> they wrote The Conjuring and they directed Nyad. <laughs> we for sure had to do a side by side. No, but you remember that movie like Free Solo? The, the Yeah. They directed that movie. Oh, interesting. So they've done documentaries. So this is the thing. And they just moved into now, not a documentary. But I get why suddenly, you know, like all that documentary footage is probably in there. You know, yeah, if they're, right. that's their thing. That's their wheelhouse. But it also then you're reminded of making a documentary and making a feature narrative are two completely different things. And I don't yeah. know, like, yeah. um, like that, I, I'm tracking with you too, where that, like the style of it was it was bizarre or was too like heavy handed with the flashbacks or they came in at where I wasn't like again with the flashback. I just feel like there are too many different moves. They like any movie has like a toolbox of moves. Right. Right. And so maybe one of the moves in your toolbox is flashback. Right. And throughout the movie, we're going to have flashbacks. Okay, great. And maybe, maybe one of the moves in your movie is we're going to have these trippy hallucinating CGI, wild, colorful kaleidoscope scenes like great maybe that's another tool in your Taj Mahal or whatever she says but any movie can only have so many like of those visual themes that it leans on before it becomes a little nonsensical like one of the other recurring things in the movie was that she says at one point in dialogue that she has a playlist of songs that she sings to herself while she swims to pass the time yeah and so throughout the movie, songs just start playing, and I think we're we're supposed to take it that these that's one of her songs that she's singing to herself throughout the time. But it's All like, right. so every once in a while, it just becomes like a music video, like a song will just start playing, some right. like '70s or '80s folk rock and song. And the, the Neil Young song was too heavy handed. I thought uh, it was yeah. every line was like, "You're too old, you can't do it, but you can <laughs> the song, swim in the, the water." Song, the song like, is hard really? gold. A good Neil Young song. It is a good Don't song. Mark, uh, but I'm like, every line is gonna. Yeah. Match with what you're doing. I mean, they did. They did. I kind of bristled early on because the first song they yeah, played. that's was, a huge con. Was the sound this of silence? This is a huge and mistake. And I wrote down, which I'm sure you thought was, you can't use the sound of silence. Like, 
Are you allowed to do that after the graduate? No. You're not allowed to. You certainly can't open another film with The Sound of Silence. In like the graduate also has like a swimming pool scene. Yeah, and, and it was like in the swimming pool, and they're playing the song. I'm like, what are you doing? You no. can't do that. That's, that's, that's such an a iconic, mistake. It's it just it cheapens and, the whole movie. And maybe you love the graduate, of and course. you wanted to give it an eye. It's not. But it doesn't read that way. No. It reads as like trying to elevate the movie. Like this is we're doing something on a similar any level. other music would have worked. Yeah, just open just, with the heart of gold song. I don't even care. Yeah, that would be that would be a hundred times better. It's so, so, and so, especially so like things. you have to be somewhat aware. Like that song, you know, was a big deal in you know the late '60s, obviously when it like came out, and 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 then it's come back into the conscience, and where it's kind of like almost like a joke now, you know, like right with you know different like memes and things that are out there. Like people who are playing the song are aren't like marveling at its beauty; they're like chuckling at it based on what image you're laying with it. And so how do you how does that song even get to the screen to open this movie? And uh, yeah, I that was like Yeah, I was sure you're gonna notice because I Give me you, give me break the ice anytime. <laughs> what if it, she's doing laps break in the pool the ice. and they're blasting I w- that would have been fine. The theme from Rad. It could work. Both me, songs start with the both movies start with the give song. Give me that winger song. You'd, you'd rather have you'd rather have a hair metal <laughs> hair metal jam. <laughs> um yeah I, I i feel like i have more cons like one i hated that they're so but this is a dialogue point so i guess this is just echoing things we've already said like i hated uh the the on the nose talk about the themes like early in the movie annette bending like goes out of her way to bring up introduce into the movie this quote from mary oliver the poet yeah it's like oh i found this journal and my mom wrote and she reads the line and they talk and it's like it's yeah, way, way to just like underline the themes of the movie by having somebody accidentally out of nowhere without prompting read a line of poetry ripped out of a, a much longer poem. Sure. Just for the sake of it was so awkward just to have Jodie Foster call it back later in the movie because she accidentally hears the same line of the same poem on the radio. I'm like, this is so it's so blunt and, and like. Yeah, it's it's so over simple right. and frustrating. There's a and better, there's a much better know. way to communicate to us how her how how much she's accomplished and the meaning of her name. My note was any scene where Diana Nyad is speaking about herself or the meaning of her name, it's just so terrible. Yeah, again, like, I was, get like that was part of like a joke or like she's always talking, yeah. you know, the maybe, character, right. right? Right. But it's like so. Well, Nyad is water nymph, and I'm a. Yeah. Okay. Is that what you do? Do you did you tell that story at every single party you've ever been to? That, maybe. To movie, yeah. Um. Or is that you had to get that info in, and there's no other way to do that? I don't know. Yeah, I, there's a much more interesting version of the movie. I feel like that gets more that stops laying on like the, you know, even though you're middle late middle aged, you you can still accomplish your dreams. Like it just forgets about that theme, yeah. and just focuses more on like financially. How are all these people getting around? Like how are you going to Cuba? Like how are you affording this? Like aren't isn't this like maybe like making yeah. some of these they mentioned raising money, but it's not also quite how they did like it. there's so much interesting. You know, if you really want to dive into the biopicness of it, like explaining how any of this is even possible, but instead it's just like Jodie Foster and Annette Bening just appear 
wherever they need to appear, you know, in Cuba randomly, in sure. wherever randomly, in Mexico. And they're just like doing things. And it all seems like this fun romp where we're just like doing whatever we want. And I'm like, how is anyone affording, you know, it's like these, they're just magic characters that can be anywhere and right. without really any explanation. I'm like, there's so much rich, interesting logistical detail about how all this works. Right. That you're setting aside to instead like really lay some other things on thick that we just don't need you know, highlighted for us, or at least that many times. Um, It's, I was hopeful toward the end that, because like I was saying, there was this collage thing going on where we're getting the flashbacks like intercut mixed in. And I was hoping throughout the movie, like, oh, like, you know what? For all the clunky dialogue, for all the thematic, you know, hand-wringing, there is something commendable here that like, we are doing a lot of suggestion just based on juxtaposition. Like you're showing right. these flashbacks to young her and they're showing adult. I'm like, there's that's interesting subtext suggestion. You're not coming out and explaining, but right. by the end of the movie, they, they sit down and come out and talk you and she explains it all. You know, yeah. they, they talk it all out. So it's like, <laughs> there's a moment where I was like, Oh, you're just going to let that, that motivation kind of speak for itself. Right. Oh no, you're, no, you're not. You're going to stop and explain it all we'll to explain. us before In the case movie's you over. It. So it's like there are moments where it's like, oh, I can see, I can see something cool happening, and then, and yeah. then not. So this, I think, to me, it felt to summarize the negatives, like it felt like a very down the middle, like we're trying to please all audiences and in that way please no one's formulaic sports movie. It's just like here's the triumphant person and their kind of oversimplified goal. Right. And I just feel like this character has to be more rich and complicated and the situation yeah. more interesting than this than this. And they way didn't this done is do getting it credit. I mean there's a big moment in the movie where you realize she was abused by her coach and that comes out towards the very end where I feel like th- that's one thing they could have dived into a little more. And I don't know if that D de- that formed and shaped uh, her, like it's hinted on very early on um, that she prefers women to men and, you know, relationship wise. And that sort of just like hinted at at the beginning and then left alone. Like those were, I felt like two huge things. And I know maybe the movie isn't, primarily about those things but they definitely shaped her where it's like they just mentioned those and they're big deals but like that i felt like that would have gave the movie maybe just a little it's, bit more it's almost like they just didn't want to they didn't want to get too deep into any of those things like they didn't want to right. offend or possibly offend any particular audience so it's kind of all vague and like well we're not actually saying really anything about anything here right and but enjoy her watching her swim, you know? right? Like yeah, it's, it's like a, you know, I, it's right. a little little frustrating. Yeah. So, uh, pros, can we can we tease them out? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I so I have number one on my list is the scenes, you know, in the water where she's swimming. They're to me they were interesting. I felt like I was just getting an education, and I found it interesting. Um, and maybe that's a credit to then the filmmakers who you know, had make, had made some documentaries prior. Like I didn't know anything about an open swim. I I would have thought, aren't there sharks out there? You know? And now you're like, Oh, people used to swim in a cage. No. Now there's like these electrical things. I thought that was kind of cool. How sharks would, I'm like, is that how that works? It 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 must be. Yeah. Naturally fascinating. Jellyfish. And just the, just the name. I mean, these are all things outside of, and I know Dave, doesn't marvel at this but if you're going to swim 110 
miles. That's a long way. I marvel. If I'm you, just saying I have a bad I'm hours, bad at, you're I'm not, not at visualizing distances. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> right. I didn't know you how didn't, impressed you I You didn't be. think Tom Cruise jumping off the side of a cliff was impressive. <laughs> That's right. That ain't nothing. That ain't nothing. <laughs> but um I'm like, oh my God. Like how you're she's getting sick and yeah. and it's the weather, it's the currents, it's the course, it's the timing, it's how do you even keep yourself going? Yeah. To do and you can't you're not touching the boat, no one can touch you. You're putting on a different swimsuit so the jellyfish don't get you. You're swimming yeah. through the I mean, I would be so terrified to be in any body of water at night. You right. know, like right. seemingly alone. Or yeah. you know, and there's scenes where she's like in a storm and you're like, oh that my god. That scene's gosh. intense. I jotted that down. I like that scene a lot. It, f- it felt like that's where they spent a lot of the budget or something. Like yeah. it felt really intense and dramatic and yeah. uh, very visually yeah. interesting. It really mixed so, things up. All of that stuff. Exciting. And I did, like, I felt better about, I, I kind of harped on the acting. But by the end of it, I kind of made my peace with it. And so on the, the final swim and with everything happening, I was like, you know, I'm I'm gonna watch how this plays out now. Yeah, you know? I think the emo- weirdly after all that, the emotional sort of right. hammer of the ending still lands. Yeah, at least it did for me. Like I'm like, oh, like I, you know, I feel I got to the feel good part. You know, yeah. like it's still worth. So that's I think that's kind of the thing about this the sports movie formula. Yeah, is that the reason it's been so long lived is that it works. Like you just, you can tell an inspirational story of like an underdog trying to do something that, you know, people think they can't do. And it just feels, you're going to, when you hit the feel good moment, it just, it feels good. Like it's a human response. Yeah. It's unfortunate that you can still get away with it. Even when the movies kind of, like it's such a cheap thrill, you know. Like you can just right. put if you put that scene at the end of a two-hour movie, like it's gonna work no matter really what right. preceded it. And it obviously, like. you know, based on true events, you can't. There's no wiggle room if you wanted to adjust it. Yeah. Um. In in any way, you know. Yeah, I I don't have many more pros to add. I agree that there's some of the swimming scenes, the technology of it, and when I felt like I was learning something, I thought that was that was great. I agree with that completely. I do also I liked some of the scenes of Annette Benning just being awkward and as a character choice because I felt like that's when I was learning things. I was like, Oh, she's she is kind of conceited and awkward and like her self talk is really it's a very specific kind of self-talk where she's, she really has a superiority comp. Like Jodie Foster's character calls her out on that later in the movie, so it's like a known part of the character, and it may be worse for it all being explained. But early on, anyway, she's just like pretty full of herself in like a hyper-confident way, right. and it shows in like all of her social interactions, and it's awkward. And I'm like, I kind of like that. Like that's not a character I feel like I've seen before. Like usually it's right. the. It's the lovable underdog, not the unlovable underdog, you know? So I was like, this is an yeah. interesting kind of different character for this kind of movie for me. And I liked when she's at that little her like surprise birthday party in the opening scene. And she's just, it becomes very clear like, oh, she can't stop talking about herself. And it's awkward. Yeah. I liked, you know, I was like, I'm uncomfortable. Like this, it's working for me. I'm surprised. Usually right. biopics, I feel like are really fawning and really, they try to make people seem like in their best light all the time. Right. But I think the movie didn't shy away from going like, no, this is how she is. Um, and maybe it's that same energy that explains her ability to do what right. she did. But it, socially, point. it creates awkwardness. And I think they captured that well. And I thought Annette Benny did a good job of performing that 
awkwardness. Um, so her kind of being lost in her own myth, I, I like that. That was a layer I hadn't felt like I'd seen in a movie like this, in a sports a sports biopic, a sports drama. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I, th- I think I'm just going to be echoing the scenes you said you liked. To go back to the distance point, I want to make my case because sure, I feel please. like... I obviously it's like a hundred miles to swim from 110 Cuba miles. to Key West. I think it's the job of this movie because it's not presuming that you know anything about Diana Naya. It's kind of teaching you everything you need to know. Yep. I think it's the job of the movie to help me feel how far that is. And I don't feel like the movie did a great job of helping me feel how far it is to, you know, I didn't have a sense of the distance. Now that's why I was saying like, I didn't feel as, I didn't feel as impressed watching her do it as I think the movie wants me to be because it seems like every shot of her swimming is static. You know, she's just swimming right. in place. I because the focus is always looking down at her in the water from the boat and never like out at the open sea. I never got a sense of how far oh, she a, was swimming. Right, that's a good idea. So I'm just saying, like I, I understand on a like technical z- level zoom that it's out very and far. Show her like a little dot. Right. I just never had a feeling of like. They, the movie the movie's solution to the problem is to put a little ticker in the corner of the screen every once in a while the cartoon and say, map and say no just like they did a little number calendar kind oh, of yeah. like weather report little readout in the corner like a widget on your iPhone that just says like um oh we're at we're at 28 miles uh or like right. we have we have 80 miles to go we have 50 miles to go and I feel like it was always ever saying like 55 miles to go. Yeah. Like it was always kind of showing you the same part of the journey. Right. And I never really got a sense of like, this is a grueling long trip. Right. I just got a sense that I was getting like a snapshot from like two or three positions on the trip. Yeah. And then she, and then she, you know, yeah. either made it or didn't make it depending on the attempt. So I, I don't think the movie did a great job of helping me feel the marathonness of it. Right. Even though they said it many times over. She has to swim 60 miles or 60 hours. She has to swim yeah. 60 hours. She has to swim. They kept saying it, but I never really felt it. But I, I, feel I agree like there with must, that. There must have been another way. I think like a wide shot of showing the distance or how small she is in the grand scheme of things. Um, also, um, yeah, if they could have just communicated it, I guess, better. Like how the, the struggle because... Um, and I don't know if early on when she's just like, I'm going to go hop in the pool, see how far I can swim again. I haven't swum in 30 years or whatever, you right, know? And right. then, and she's just kind of like, oh, I did eight hours. You're like, oh, okay. So yeah. I guess you're okay. I mean, the, the movie, <laughs> the movie focused so much on the other problems. Yeah. Like even if she was just going to be in a pool for 60 hours swimming. Yeah. That's a challenge. Yes. Like to swim without sleeping for 60 hours and to keep moving. Right. And to eat somehow. Like they said early on, like, you're going to lose 20 pounds right. doing this swim or whatever. And um, they, I mean, the other challenges became, like, the weather. Like, all these, the sharks. Right. Like, right. I get it. Those are big deals. <laughs> but this is still a long way to go. Like, I, I've, that would yeah. have been better early on to lay it out of, like, you know, maybe there's some test swim. Like, hey, and just regular water. Let's. Can you just swim for twenty four hours in a pool? I could Diana? even imagine a scene where somebody sits someone else down. Like you have an ignorant character who doesn't really understand, and you have someone else sit him down with like a little action figure of a person and go oh, like, yeah. "Oh, see, see, like this. She moves me here. That's like swimming this far, but actually, it's like here swimming all the way to the other side right. of this. You know, it's like so, just have some analogy. Again, I I'm just trying to speak for like audiences who might like me. Just I'm not like. 
if you just tell me a number about how far away something is like I'm not a swimmer like that. I don't, I don't really know. Like, is, you're telling me that's super far, but I don't really have a feeling. You know, I have no idea. I don't know. I'm a dumb. You're jumping in off the pier so at saying, Silver Beach this summer. I'm if this movie is meant to be for anybody, you know, anybody right. who doesn't know anything about swimming, right. doesn't know anything about long distance athleticism. Yeah. Like, I just feel like I need a sense of scale. Like, help, help me out. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I mean, that would even, like, right before we started our podcast, we were looking up the uh, Ironman triathlon. Right. And, you know, you, you run, you're running so far, you're biking so far right? and the swim, what do we say is like three miles? Yeah. Two something. Yeah. yeah. Right. And you're like, huh? That, I mean, that sounds like if that line was in the movie. Someone's yeah. like, you know, a triathlon that you only swim two miles. Like someone right, yeah. said that you're running a marathon. Even that would have helped me out. a little Like bit. if you, you know, a mar- running a marathon is comparable to like swimming two miles. You'd be like, right. holy Cannoli, you know, <laughs> cannoli. Um, yeah. So let me put it to you, rad or naiad? You have to watch one again. What's it gonna be? I Mine's mean, rad, easy. It's like slam dunk, rad. I'd watch it again. Um, yeah. But I, I think, feel like you're you're kind of similar feeling about both. I don't really want to watch either of these <laughs> ever ever again. But I guess if I had to, it yeah. would be rad. If only to to now watch it, going in knowing exactly what I'm getting. And to kind of just ride that wave of just easy, fun enjoyment. Um, we're naiad. I'd, I think if I went back to it, I don't. I'm not anticipating I'd gain a lot from it. You know, like and and I wouldn't necessarily just be able to kick back and enjoy it. Yeah. So no. I so I go. Yeah. Rad has a bu- kickback factor. Rad has a kickback factor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you got to hand it to it. You got it. I mean, there's definitely some movies where you know you can like, hey, I'm just gonna turn my brain off and have some fun with it. You know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um. Great. Well, two sports. Now we don't have to do sports movies ever again. Ever again. We knocked it out. We crossed that off the list. Uh, Somehow they're gonna. There's gonna be a (laughs) surgence. I don't know what. We don't have our next show planned, but Um, it could be. uh, any Sports thoughts things. on the Oscar nominations for this movie? Jodie Foster, Annette Bening. Is this? Are you? Does this change any of your 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 early thoughts about the ballot? No, they're both gonna lose. I feel like that seems obvious. Yeah. I I think there's uh, like an outside. No, Jodie Foster has no chance, but that's only because Divine Joy Randolph for the holdovers is uh, basically a lock, and I'll call it now, supporting actress. But. Uh, Annette Benning, who's been nominated, has been around. She's kind of riding that wave. I feel like too. This is a this is a career. We always right. love you nomination. Right. Like Annette Benning, she's great. In True everything. story. So I'm yeah. sure Diana Nyad will be at the Oscars. Yeah. But uh, I didn't I didn't see it in the performance anyway. Emma Stone and Lily Gladstone. Stone Stone. The Stones. Uh, are there the Stones? They got the Stones. <laughs> I if you I don't know how you. It's one of those two is going to walk away with it, and I haven't made my mind up yet. But I, you don't feel like this is the, changing. So your thinking at all. on end of this month, I think, or like the or, or close to the end of the month, on Netflix are the Screen Actor Guild Awards. Oh, that on generally Netflix. on Netflix for the first time. Yeah, so it's generally like a precursor. Like it's not hard and fast. No. Whoever wins that wins. But I some think signals. That, I mean, if if like signals. if Diane or not Diane Keaton, if Annette Benning wins that, <laughs> if I Diane the, Keaton wins. That'd be incredible. <laughs> if, Annette, if Annette Benning wins that, I get those two confused. Diane, that's funny. shit. <laughs> <laughs> if Annette Benning wins that, <laughs> uh, for sure, 
that'll everyone will take like, oh no, I don't know what the Oscars that'll gonna be do. That'll be a big wrench in, but, the, in the prediction. Uh, yeah. Right, if right. Emma Stone or Lily Gladstone, you might go one way or the other, but it wouldn't be shocking or surprising if the other takes the Oscar. So there you go. That's just right. a little. You heard it's it coming here first. Up. Start thinking We're about the ballots. A few episodes away. Start dusting it off. We're getting close. From our Oscar We're prediction episode. I'll be a, so was, excited. I just set you up. That was a little teaser for Mark. Oh, a little my Oscar. gosh. I know he's, he's keeping it Let's bottled Let's do another up. hour. Let's <laughs> do another hour on the Oscars. Let him let off a little steam <laughs> so he doesn't explode before the Oscars arrive. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but much more of that talk uh, coming up here soon. Thanks for listening to this wild, rad side-by-side. <laughs> so Share rad. Share on, on Instagram. Find our stuff there. Pass along this episode to anyone you know who has seen rad uh because they <laughs> or need, not or <laughs> maybe they'd like to right yeah. try it out uh check uh, out naiad is or maybe we're wrong maybe we're wrong i don't think we are but maybe been wrong <laughs> i once said that joe pesci was in the first leap of Love movie <laughs> for example uh you know who you are who sent who sent that correction that's right um anyway catch us catch us next week see you later